Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ask me, ask Eliza anything, it's time to ask. Ask me all your questions, leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter, or leave them on your Facebook. We'll see them, we'll read them, then we'll give you answers. You know it, I've got it. I've got the answer, the answer, you ask me. Welcome back, listeners. It's another episode of Ask Eliza Anything, the podcast with the answers to the questions about the answers. Keep it cool out there because it is cool right now in the valley in the Southern California area, but later today it's going to be around 90 in some parts of Hills. Chino Hills, you're looking at about 79 degrees. That is keeping it breezy. But for the rest of you in the Inland Empire, keep those windows down. It's going to be a scorcher. Scorcher! That was pretty good. That was really good. Yeah. Girls are funny, too. <laughs> or I am. I don't know. Okay, what a way to kick it off. Let's start Kick this, it off. Let's kick it over to episode. Emily the Moist Caterpillar Higgins. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle Joy. I love Frasier. My mom always watched it while I was growing up, and now being an adult, it's like comfort food to me. Did yeah. your parents watch it as well, or did you discover it on your own? What about it is... What about it is it that you love so much? And who is your favorite character? P.S. Thank you for making my commute to work and errands so much more enjoyable than I ever thought possible. You're most welcome. What is it? Danielle Joy. Danielle Joy. Uh, You know what? That's a great way to summarize it. I do liken it to comfort food. Because we have so much media. We have so many shows. So much is going on. So many outlets and conduits to get that information into your eyeballs. Mm -hmm. It's comforting. There's no agenda. It's it's a rerun. It's a delicious multi-cam rerun, and they're comforting um, because there's they don't feel like you're being inundated with new information. Also, yes, I did watch it. I remember being on in high school. I don't remember watching it in college probably because it was maybe off the air, and mm-hmm. I didn't—Hulu didn't exist. Neither did Netflix. Um, but I don't know if my parents watched it. It must have been on, and I don't know if at the time I fully appreciated it, but I also remember my best friend liked it, and it's just— I just enjoy it. I just enjoy the level, the sophistication in the in the of the intelligence, uh, and I think the acting is beautiful. I love the vibrato, and I like how everyone. It's like a French bedroom farce. Uh, I think my favorite character. I really enjoy Bibi, the ma- the agent manager, because she's so misunderstood. As is Lilith. So I like I like that women were given chances to be. A lot of the women he dated were just like I'm just wearing a scarf and. <laughs> 
and a silk dress because it's the 90s, Frasier, and they were all out of his league, but a lot of the women had texture. A lot of them were characters. Roz was great. I think BB was my favorite. I really just enjoyed. Frasier. <laughs> Frasier. Mrs. Anderson, 0903. Eliza, would you consider making an album of all the songs you sing to about Blanche? Wait, what if she's like, who's your favorite favorite character? I'm like, I love Ross. (laughs) I love Joey. (laughs) I just had no idea. Sorry, what was the question? Uh, Would you consider making an album of all the songs you sing to slash about Blanche? You heavily influenced the way I talk to my dogs. Thank you for making the world a little more hilarious. You are most welcome, Miss... Anderson. Anderson. Mrs. Anderson. Anderson. Oh nine oh three. You know, it would be a it would be about a twelve hour album consisting of several thousand couple second songs. Cause like we have long songs and then we have songs that are like Tiny Meat, I know you're rare. Do, 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 do. Uh one time the comedy god smiled on me and I was able to have my own late night show. Actually, if you Google Truth and Eliza Dog songs. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know what you're showing. Video. I'm just showing. Oh, it's you a video. Oh, Truth video. and Eliza. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. If you go to forget that. If you go to uh, Hulu or YouTube or whatever. Yeah, wherever or not, Freeform actually still has Truth and Eliza episodes. And there's one where I sing. I have a sketch called Songs for My Dog. Let's see if we have it here. I'm comedian Eliza, and when Freeform gave me my own show, which I thought, they took away, there's only one thing to do: create an anthology of music that I sing to my dog. You'll enjoy hits like, you've got lips and tips, the tiniest hips, you've got a gross little belly, but you still got your nips, you're my dog. This is a song about my dog. I bought you a hypoallergenic bed, but you'd rather sleep on my iPhone charger. Squirrels upset you, squirrels upset you, squirrels upset you, thank you. Tiniest doggy in the world, littlest doggy in the land. been dabbling in Nordic speed metal. Two, three, four! Foxface killer! You know that she's rare! You know that she's rare! Thank you. So call now. We have an operator standing by. Songs for my dog. Because I know you sing to your pet, too. Truth and Eliza. Um, that that clip has 78 likes. Well, this is... I was going to say, we could put together like an EP or something. We could do it. We could totally do it. Let's do that. But I think you just like answered that girl's dreams with that little clip. There it is. Uh, It is 5,000. Be like number 79, lady. It is 5,000 views and only 78 people could be bothered to like it. Tiny dog, you're so small. So small. Where else it got uploaded. I mean, that. You don't want my dog songs. You want your own. So I don't think you'd want an album of it. But the the songs are endless, they're ever changing. There's a time for love and a time for blench. Take your dog into your lap. Squeeze her face and you grab her body. She's tiny now. It's not her fault. She's tiny now. It's not her fault. I, a lot of the songs I sing to her revolve around her being small and it's not her fault. I do. I'll sometimes talk to Blan- to Gracie the way I talk to Blanche, but also sometimes when Blanche and I are alone, I just accidentally like talk to her how I would talk to Gracie. Yeah. So I'll just be like, I love you and give her a kiss. And then I'll be like, should I not have done that? Is That's that weird for her? I love you. <laughs> I love you. I just like telling her it's not her fault. Now, of course, right now I can't think of any of the songs. I mean, you got, you just played multiple songs. You covered it. Sometimes she'll just walk in the room and be like, you're so small. It's not your fault. I rap a lot. Like Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. Yes, I put their names at the same time. And I will try to rap fast, but about her. 
Tiny tips, you are small now. You're a tiny dog. These expensive, these is tiny tips. You're my small dog. <sighs> I can do any of those songs. Now, I like doggies. I like tiny. You are <laughs> tiny with the tips. You've got little black lips. Where's your tail? And I'm squeezing. You've got meaty little bellies, the ones that are so smelly. And you're rare. It's not your fault because you're small. Little <laughs> bitch. Oh, no. All right. What I do find so interesting is when you sing to Blanche. Like, you're not doing it for anyone else. You're doing it, like, for Blanche. I'm doing it for me. Let's be and serious. You. The dog would prefer right. that I not be there. Sing into her mouth. Small. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Slam open.
Slam upping. I'm a middle school teacher slash coach. I listen to your podcast slash shows to get pumped up before heading into hormone hell. My question is, could you make two podcasts a week? I'm sure you get hundreds of questions that two weeks should be doable. Spring oh. is the tough time, toughest time for teachers, hormones, standardized testing, etc. I need more Eliza to help me survive until the end of May. You are hysterical. Keep doing what you do. No, we can't make more. First of all, ma'am, because you're a superior because you're a teacher and a coach or coach, I really salute you for that job. That is a tough job. You probably don't get paid what you deserve, and you're around a bunch of assholes all day. Uh, it's hard to make more just because of my schedule. Yeah. Um, I suppose if the demand were truly there, I guess it Here's is what there. the people should do. Go to your Instagram stories. There's all here, look, look. I need attention just as much as you want my as you want me. So, you know, we used to have old episodes of our podcast up, but then it became like this weird issue. So we did take them down. There's always YouTube clips. You could Here's what I suggest. If you want to go into the annals of me, you can watch old episodes of Truth and Eliza on Freeform TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also my show Forever 31 that I wrote for ABC is on Hulu. Mm-hmm. And that's about six episodes. I hand wrote each one. Very proud of that. Multiple Netflix specials. Old podcast specials. And I guess there's Instagram and Instagram stories. But beyond that, I don't think you need more of me. No, I mean, you're Although, putting out new... Like, if you just... It's a new day, you want more Eliza. You update your Instagram stories pretty much every day. And sometimes when you're out of town, I'll go back and listen to podcasts that you've guested on. Oh, yeah, you could do, so that. You do that. It's weird that you do that, but that's cool. <laughs> I've been guests on a lot of podcasts. Also, you know, uh, this is how I felt when Cardi B erased her Instagram for like two days. And I was like, where's Cardi? Um, or you could start my fan Instagram page. You could be the curator of your own destiny in addition to the 12 jobs you have. So I'm sorry. I do the—maybe we can—maybe soon. Soon I'll have another project. I'll have a show or something where there'll be more of me. Yeah. Interesting fact to note, Sirius did offer me a radio show, which we turned down. So this would have been multiple days a week, but I turned it down. So You don't have time for that. I definitely don't. Um, and that was too say, are you bailing on us? What's up? <laughs> no, they offered, it was a while ago, uh, and it was too constricting— Constrictive of a schedule, yeah. uh, and I like to be a free bird. And it wasn't, it wasn't right on multiple numerical matrixes. Okay. Do you want to answer a long one? Yeah, I'll read it. Okay. I'm doing so, it for the coach, so you can hear my voice, and you can slow this down. You can listen to this podcast at, at negative two times speed. Ugh. That's a uh, Smokey Husky's hack. I was like, sometimes I don't like listening to podcasts because people just kind of want to talk. Up, I'm hearing my. You can listen to it at one and a half times speed. All right, you already know. I know. Fuck me. Del Fisher. Delp Isher. Delf Shire. Del Fisher. Del Fisher. Please, and then they misspelled please, so it says Pellis. I typed this out by hand, so blame anything on me. All right. Because they sent me a screenshot of a picture. Please, please help me. I'm getting married. In June in Mexico. Yay! Did you write the yay or did they? No, I okay. mean, I just transcribed it accurately. Just maybe okay. some typo. Please, please help me. I'm getting married in June in Mexico. Yay. And my future mother-in-law has refused to travel to Playa del Carmen for our wedding. She claims it's unsafe. And I know she's most likely gets her news information from Fox News. She's also actively campaigning against our wedding and attempting to scare other family members into not coming. She's emailing them articles of people getting murdered in Mexico. She slash we live near Baltimore, which, yeah, she says has a higher crime rate than than the Cancun area. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen The Wire? Yeah. 
My future sister-in-law is awesome and loves me, and she is the one who told me about the email she sent. I guess my first question is, should I confront her about these emails? She offered to give us $2,500 to offset the price of a domestic wedding in Maryland, which you know won't cover much. I do know that. So she's paying for, like, a cheese plate. We thanked her but explained her we simply do not want to spend our life savings on a wedding when we're saving them to buy a home. The second part of the question is also about F-M-I-L. What is that? Uh, Future mother-in-law. Future mother-in-law. Thank you, Reddit. She's insisting on throwing a domestic party for us. I told her that would be fine and we can have a small, inexpensive backyard get-together for the folks who cannot make it to Mexico. She's already taken this and ran. She wants to book a venue, etc. Should we just let her do whatever she wants for our domestic wedding since she won't come out to our real wedding? Or should I put my foot down and explain we don't want or need anything big? It's not our style. I seriously just imagine a simple backyard gathering with maybe a barbecue place to cater. This has turned into a huge stressful event and we are supposed to be enjoying our engagement. But she's making it nearly impossible. Help me. First of all, my darling, I don't know who told you you were supposed to be enjoying your engagement. But that is misinformation. That is fake news. Look. Uh, your mother-in-law is wrong. Playa del Carmen is a major vacation destination. I know you know this, but, like, this is also so people, like, see that I'm white. <laughs> I'm saying something nice. It's true. The kidnapping and things like that, the country still needs tourism. So it's not a prevalent thing. Yes, if you go walking around in some parts of Mexico, like, asking where you can get drogas, like, things are going to happen. Nothing happens on a resort. Nothing happens in the, like, resort-designated towns where you go and buy tchotchkes. And also, don't be a stupid traveler. Like, don't leave with a bunch of expensive jewelry on. Like, they make fake jewelry for that kind of thing. Have a money belt, you know. And this is for anywhere this can happen. Um, She's obviously referring to, like, the whole border crisis and all these rapists and criminals coming over. They're everywhere. And quite frankly, if that's her fear, she probably shouldn't ever walk into anywhere public since all of our white men—I didn't mean to say all of them—since white men here love to shoot up public places. Right. The unfortunate thing—like, she's allowed to be afraid or whatever. The unfortunate thing is that she's wanting other people not to go. I wonder if there's something deeper. It just doesn't feel like I'm afraid. It feels like—I don't know. Does she not like you? Does she not approve? Then again, she wants to throw the party. Seems like she wants to be in control. Yeah. She's really operating from a place of ignorance. It's not like you're getting married in the middle of Juarez, like in a killing field. Like you're doing it at a resort where plenty of people from all over the world go. Mm -hmm. It's a shame that she won't be there. And it sucks that you have to campaign for your own wedding. You know, if she wants to throw you a little get together, I say let her do it. I think the only concern there is the fear of her turning that into the wedding, like straight up just being like, oh, I invited everyone here. I got a priest, you know. But but it's just for the people that can't make it. Nobody else. We don't know who she's inviting. That's what they made it sound like. And you say, yes, anybody that cannot afford or is unable to go to Mexico is welcome to come to this. Yeah. And you know what? Have it after you get back. What if you do it that way? Yeah. That way, you're already married. It's already had the wedding. You've already worn the white. And then... After we come home, yay, a little wrap-up celebration. Uh, I was really excited at my wedding to have the brunch the next day because it was a chance to just unwind with close family and friends. And I just had my immediate family over to my house for, like, bagels. And that was really special. So this could feel like that for you. That will take a little bit of the wind out of her sail if you can do your wedding first. 
And if not, it's just, you know, make it clear, like, if you can't come to the wedding, then please come to this because you don't want anyone to feel bad. But she's being ridiculous, a little racist. Um, yeah, throw up some stats between Playa del Carmen and Baltimore. Yeah, let me. I would like see to see the numbers. Party. Yeah, uh, you know, it's not like she's. It's not like you're trying to have your wedding in Saudi Arabia, where all you're going to do is read and have your hair down and be topless. So it's safe to do it. That's so silly. Is that are you snoring? That is Blanche. Yeah, I was trying to figure corner. that out. I'm sorry she's doing that to you. It's really annoying. But like my uh, husband's parents, his mother, his mother really wanted to throw us. Um, What's the rehearsal dinner? Yeah. And it was really expensive, and I felt really bad, and she kind of got together with the dad, and they, like, you know, but I kept telling her. She's like, what do you think of this and this? I'm like, this is something you're doing for me. It is up to you. Yeah. Because she really wanted to do that. So you don't want to take the joy away from the mother, but if she's stepping on your toes at all, this is your day. I think doing it after is the perfect That's solution the move. to keep her from I gotta from pull out of this question. Anything. Yep. Do it after. Absolutely. You are more than welcome to do that, Mary Jo. Thank you so much. We will see you when we... Well, Dave Vuelvo, which is, I think means like I return. Yeah. From our vacaciones, Los Vacaciones mm-hmm. in Playa del Carmen, which is the beach of Carmen. <laughs> Great. Mustache Maven asks advice for processing. Wait, this by one. the way, I have been super fucked up in Mexico off property. And the only bad thing that happened to me was that I got so drunk that I lost my iPhone and sunglasses <laughs> twice. Nobody bothered me. You got everything back? I have done really inappropriate things in, like, a marketplace in Mexico, and I was fine. Okay. I'm just saying, like, you're okay. All right. You're not going where the bad things happen. Stupid. Okay. Okay. Mustache Maven. Advice for processing disappointment at not reaching a personal goal rather than letting yourself spiral out into self-hate. Context. I'm a doctoral student, and I'm way behind on my dissertation. I'm still going but I get so mad at myself when I don't meet my own deadlines. I have two other jobs, so I know why I don't meet them sometimes, but it doesn't mean I'm not mad at myself anyway. I don't know. Blanche. I don't, there's no real point in it, but that being said, like, I beat myself up all the time. I think beating yourself up a little bit is good because it relents. Like, eventually, like, after five minutes, you're like, okay, or like a good cry. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, or you just won't do it again next time. You you can't help it, but you maybe you need someone else to come in and be like, you're really doing the best you can. Nobody expects you to be perfect. Give mm-hmm. yourself a break. People always have to remind me to take a break. Yeah. Because it does not occur to me to do it on my own. And now I want so many breaks that I'm like, uh-oh, I gained like five pounds. <laughs> Whoops-a-daisy. But also, like, who cares? Right. I don't know when your thing is due. Here's the other thing. Like, I'm writing a TED Talk right now, and it's taken me months because I keep changing it, and I just keep questioning it. But there's no—in the back of my mind, I'm like, of course I'm going to get this done. When I have a set for TV or something, it's always like, oh, it's going to happen. I'm not the kind of person that's ever missed a deadline or not accomplished something. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself, like, deep down, you're like, am I really going to not hand this in? No. Of course you're going to figure out a way to get it done. So let it just take its course. If you are the kind of person who— you're getting a doctorate, like, you're probably pretty motivated. Yeah. And you're fine. It's just frustrating, but it, it's not going to not happen. Always. Like, I will always get my shit done. hmm Even if I watch, like, five hours of Frasier one day. So what? I'm going to get it done. And if this person, they're a doctoral student, and they have two other jobs, clearly very motivated. Yeah, the universe will give you a break. You're fine. It's going to be fine. Nobody gets that far and just, like, shits the bed because they're like, I just couldn't figure out 
all of it. You've you got yourself into it. You're clearly the kind of person that can chew exactly what you bite off. Mm-hmm. It's not like Vanity Fair invited you to a cocktail party and no designer would loan you a dress and you've gained like seven pounds and like now can only wear a coat because you're Do embarrassed. Do you have clothes for tonight? I don't know. Oh God! Just saying, nothing. Can, nothing's worse than this. <laughs> yeah, things are hard for you. All I want to do is drink a dirty vodka and relax my muscles that hurt all the time and watch tonight or today just in general okay well once we get this podcast done you can do whatever you want no i gotta go to the gym i gotta try to lose a pound by tonight oh boy lose that weight shake it for cash jesse forever three two nine zero female comic shames those who haven't lost a pound (laughs) jesse forever three two nine zero what would make you stop dead in your tracks during sex? Something that might have already happened or could happen that would completely turn you off, make you stop, and not continue having sex. If he had a vagina. I'd be like, I'm not attracted to women. I know someone. How can you say that? You don't know. I know that I don't want to lick a vagina. I like my vagina. I don't want to see your vagina. I don't want to see your vagina, Emily. Don't point That's at sure. me. Don't point at my vagina. <laughs> uh, I love talking about Blanche's. I love her vagina. It's so special. It looks like a little furry almond. Oh, it does. It's weird. Whatever. Okay? It's natural. It's beautiful. You guys are rolling your eyes, but you're just jealous. She's passed the fuck out in a corner. She is snoring She's so sleeping so hard. hard. It's like someone threw her against a wall I and she's collapsed. Through the headphones. I was like, what is that? Yeah. If you guys hear, like, tiny moaning, <laughs> it's, it's Blanche enjoying her sleep. Um, I think it would be more verbal. Like, when you're in it, you don't want to make someone feel bad. Like, oh, he's got a weird patch of hair. That's yeah. whatever. Uh, obviously, if you're agreeing to sleep with someone of one sex, they should not spring on you that they're another sex if you're that deep into it. I have a question for you. But wait, my answer okay. is something verbal. Like if he was like, oh, baby wants yummies. <laughs> right. Or if he like said something weird when he came. Like, oh, I said soon. I would like that, but it would be over because he already came. There is a, a Reddit Hot thread. Jizz coming your way. Number two. Reddit thread that went viral. Uh, where this woman said that she married her husband and he would not have sex before their marriage. And then they got married and she found out he had a micro penis. And she was like, what do I do? Like, he that's, that's a lie why. of omission. Yep. And now she's in this marriage. So now he saw the post. He's saying that he's going to sue her for slander. And I don't know what's going to happen with their marriage. I'm Won't be slander when you show us that teeny peeny. Well, We're going to make that so, baby dick public in the court Yeah, right. Well, I mean, the fact that he, before marriage, was like, yes, I... he kept it. He That's a lie. It wasn't for... And also, you'd have to... If the reasons... Like, look, all's fair in love and war. If the reasons he wasn't sleeping with you, he professed were religious reasons, then that's misinformation. That's lying. I don't think that he did, but I just know that she... I mean, they must he not never have gone said it was very far at all. His micropene. Right. This is why... Look, I am not a sexually realized woman. I am not one of those women that's like, I come first. Lick <laughs> this clit. Like, I'm just not... Some feminists are, like, sexually aggressive. Like, I'm gonna free bleed on your face. It's my time. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 God. yeah, yeah. There's shirts like that out there. Whatever. <laughs> and some girls are, like, female orgasm rights or human rights and totally, totally with you. I'm just not that verbal about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's whatever and it's very personal to each person. That being said, this bullshit about no sex before marriage, it's all... So that guys can be guaranteed, like, a tight vagina. That's all dudes care about. If you watch uh, Abducted in Plain Sight, like, this guy orchestrated an entire world so he could have sex with a 13-year-old girl. And men do it all the time. It's so men can have sex with tight vaginas. They don't feel like 
the woman could ever compare them to anything. So they call you a whore if you've ever had sex with anyone. Mm-hmm. It's all about tight vaginas and you not knowing that he is, that he's shitty in bed with a small penis. Well, and I felt bad for this girl because all the comments were just like, why didn't you have sex before marriage? Like, Look, this is why you should do you it. You should not be – that is why. That's why anyone should. A lot of people say it's religious, but I'm just saying the basis of this is about, like, shaming women. Mm-hmm. You should know what you're getting into, and there is something to be said for going into a relationship and knowing – sexually like kind of what you like because you're supposed to be enjoying each other we have this thing where it's like girls are just you're supposed to be blowing dudes and you shouldn't know what you like and who cares if you ever have an orgasm and it's like yeah you could go your life without it but this stigma that like women enjoying themselves is a gross thing is such bullshit vaginas are smelly i saw okay i should say this i saw the saddest clip the other day it was this little girl like 13 and she was, like, doing—she was, like, not a talented girl. It was, like, a home—like, she was, like, God. hey, guys, I'm putting up videos. And it was—all the videos were about, like, like if your vagina is smelly and it smells like fish, if you have a stinky vagina and it's—she's, like, if you want me to make up any other songs, let me know. And I was, like, this poor little girl is being told from a young age that vaginas are stinky and smelly and gross. Yeah. And, like, yes, while that is hilarious, <laughs> and some do— some penises oh, that smell. Is hilarious. Like, from a young age, we teach people, like, vaginas are gross and weird and don't deserve anything. So that's a reason to have sex before, just so you know that you're not getting. By the way, you can have sex with a guy with a small penis and have great sex. And you can have sex with a micro penis and it's fine. It's the idea that he hit it, that he lied to it was you. Baby dick espionage. I that dated a guy right. with a small dick, never again, but I dated with a small and I loved him. Yeah. And we had the best time. Yeah. It was fine. Right. So but- quit making the mistake of thinking your vagina is so big that you only need a big dick. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hang- I'm standing you up for the all guys. the bases today. I usually only am around guys with big dicks because it's always okay. the quiet ones, and quiet men love me. <laughs> they do. Okay. All right, great. Gwen Grace says, "How do I be less bitchy when I'm tired slash sick slash in general, Eliza?" I think you need to erase the idea that you're being bit. You know what I do? I was gonna say erase it, but you might be bitchy. I know it. I am very self-aware, and you sound like you are too because yeah. you know that. If you announce it, it kind of takes some of the severity out of it. I will straight up being like, I'm just being a grump today, and mm-hmm. I just want to be grumpy. That way people kind of have the option of, like, joining in with you or helping you versus being like, why are you being such a bitch? Right. Or realizing, like, that what you're saying they shouldn't take personally. You, yeah. you, everyone's acknowledged this is coming from a place of— But I also am a big proponent of, like, not putting your shit on other people— Mm-hmm. So if I'm in a bad mood, I will say to I'm like, I'm just in such a bad mood. But I don't think I ever take it out on you in a way where you feel. No, but I can tell. I'll just right. be like, oh, I can tell how this is going to go down. Oh, and right. you'll tell. But you'll say. You'll be yeah. like, oh, I'm grumpy. Or like, oh, my shoulder hurts so bad. I didn't bad mood. sleep at all. And I I'm think, like, all I right. Think stating it and being aware of it. Yeah. And it's like, how do you really take it out on other people? So I think there's that. I think we in society, like, don't be, I think women are called bitches, whatever you do. So that wouldn't be my concern if I were you. I mean, when I'm tired, sick in general, sick, you can do whatever you want. Get more sleep. I'm a real grump when I don't get sleep. And the only solution to that is sleep. I'm a grump. Sometimes you can just throw like a mini temper tantrum or or my favorite, a mini pity party. You love that. Manny's petties, Manny's pities. (laughs) And I just feel real bad and I cry a little bit and I just kind of like move my arm. like, no. And I, like, eat something tasty, and I just feel real bad about myself. No yeah. one's invited but me. The invite, the invite is just my email address. It's just you by yourself in your office. Yeah. Mm, that's think, it. 
do do your best. You're allowed to have feelings. Try not to be a jerk to other people, but you're allowed. Right. Not unnecessarily. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're, like, setting cars on fire. Like, I don't know the extent of it. Hold on. I got to take a sweet bong rip. My God, your favorite joke. <laughs> That's your audio birdbath for the Some day. dummies are out there. Like, she's getting high the whole time. Well, I feel like that's half the podcast right now. It's just people like, oh, did you spell? She said one thing about Asians and garbage on the last podcast. She must be right. <laughs> yeah, tell that lady to go to that doctor, the uh, acupuncturist. The that one that I imitated? Yeah. Yeah, go see Dr. Na. Get your shit straightened up. Even you just talking about it, I feel like, put people in a better mood. Dr. Na? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's a beautiful girl. Soothing. I was like, I am beautiful. Pep talk. Awesome. <laughs> Kiss me on the forehead. Absolutely. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, Lauren W underscore M7. What is a movie that you don't like that everyone else loves? Mine is The Wizard of Oz. Conversely, what is a movie that you love that everyone else hates? Mine is Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Hashtag Raylo. Um, I used to think Burt Wonderstone was really funny. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why does everyone hate it? And then I watched it again like two years later and I was like, oh, this no. is horrible. But it has like for pound for pound is not great, but the jokes that do hit. Like, I can't breathe laughing. Yeah. I don't know. I, this I don't know. I don't know. I don't like having the movie questions. 
you approved this, and you know I know because I, I wanted it. to give you a reason to shine. Oh, you want me to just plug See, my women supporting right now? other women, and that woman can't even be bothered to to shine. Well, because this is exactly what my podcast is about. All right, fine. Go listen to Tasteless. Yeah, and give me another question. I hate so many movies, and I love so many movies. How about? <sighs> <laughs> I don't know where I am. Sarah underscore Elizabeth twenty eight. What was your favorite movie when you were growing up? Let's just knock these out right now. I think that's a really interesting question because it's not just like what's your favorite movie, but like what when you were growing up. Did like you define like? growing up. Like I remember when I was in the third grade, my mom brought home a VHS copy for my sleepover for my birthday uh-huh. of Wayne's World. There you go. And the other day I met Tia Carrera, which full circle, and now full I died. Wayne's World, and then in high school, Billy Madison was pretty huge. Okay. And we imitated it, and we talked like him. Yeah. And then I met Adam Sandler a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, so I think those two were pretty some people will say like Tommy Boy or Black Sheep, but like those were those were pretty big. Mm-hmm. There was also a movie called Home for the Holidays. Have you seen this? <gasps> I love it so there we go. much. Holly Hunter. Oh, uh what's his Robert name? Robert Downey Jr. Ro- Ro- him, but what's the, the good looking? Dylan guy? McDermott. Dylan McDermott. And that Cynthia was Stevenson. Robert Downey Jr. is just so him in this movie, and he's so clever and fast. And yeah. it's just one of those lovely coming home for the holidays, getting older kind of movies. And it's great. It's a perfect Claire Danes as Holly Hunter's daughter. Claire Danes is the daughter and uh, not Sophie. Oh, God. Um, the mom. Ellen. Not Ellen. Is it Ellen Burson? No. no. It's. Oh, I got to look it up because it's driving me nuts. It's, but it's such and, a good movie about like family relationships. And then the end, they show like old footage of them all like hanging out with the dad watching planes take off. And it's like 60s footage. And they play that song that's like the very thought of you. And I always think about their family Anne when I Bancroft. hear that song. And Bancroft. Yes. And she like watches her mom get undressed at one point and like just watching your mom's. As I get older now, I'm like, oh my God, like seeing your mom older in a bra. Like it's just. Get home for the holidays. It's a fantastic movie. Get home yeah, for the holidays. It's hug. really good. And Holly Hunter is just so fantastic. Is it because you guys have the same voice? No, I wish. I love her with all my heart. Copycat with her and Sigourney Weaver. Ugh, she's so good. Oh, yeah. Was, and welcome back to Ways Emily inserts her weird movie knowledge. I, well, I just, <laughs> just do like a Raising Arizona. Like, I will tell you, did I you didn't get the love that movie. That's a great movie. I just, I wanted to love it because I love her with all my Did you like heart. Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I did. did and say, she was the best part of Man of this, Steel. Say this question. Say, they look to me for answers. They look to me for answers. See? Sound just like Holly Hunter. <laughs> In my dreams. Next question. <laughs> Let's do a final movie semi-related. It's the final movie. <laughs> Nick Sue. charges. <laughs> Nick Sue says, When Harry Met Sally is my fave movie of all time. If you've seen it, yes, I've seen do you it. think single men and women can be just friends without sex getting away? I watched it for the first time on Saturday. Oh, wow. I didn't like it. I've eaten at that deli. Uh, you didn't like it? You know what? Uh, that's my episode this week. You make Basic me mad. instinct is better than When Harry Met Sally. You can't, it's not apples and oranges. Like, nope, whatever. not as how I see it. It's because you like evil things. Yes, they can. I think only unevolved people cannot. The crux, what hinges on men and women being friends when they're single is one has to be less attractive than the other. Or you're, like, best friends since you were children and you've seen them, like, shit their pants. And there's a previous (laughs) relationship. what if they're equally, like, unattractive? Yeah, then both of them probably think the other one is uglier. Right. I have, when I was single, I had friends. You have to have a previous relationship 
it's weird to meet someone. I've done this, though, where you're like, you meet someone, you're like, let's be friends. Mm -hmm. Because you're kind of like, maybe this could work out. You can be friends. That's it. Yeah. I was friends with Greg. We were both single. Yeah. Never hooked up. Always worked with each other. Yeah. Best friends. I think it is a sign of evolution and intelligence. Well, that's what made me mad about the movie. Okay, keep it on your own podcast that none of these people have subscribed to. <laughs> I plug it. I pay for your life. I pay for my life. And I don't want to hear about about your podcast. You approved these questions. I was All trying right. to help you. I appreciate it. And I now you're it from mad you, that Dad. you helped me. I learned it from you. You're like, I tried to help you, but I'm mad that you're taking the bait. <laughs> Next question. T is me five. OMG, Eliza, you are someone I genuinely look up to as a woman about to embark on her 30s. I worked so hard to get into a 4.0 college, to get a 4.0 in college, graduate early, put in the time, effort, and insane amount of school debt to become a middle school teacher. You got a lot of teacher fans. With almost 10 years experience under my belt, I want to give it all up. Everyone in my world thinks I'm insane, but I am losing myself in this profession. Run free. I have anxiety attacks about the future of the world resting on the stupidity of my students. Cry over emails from parents belittling me as a teacher and person and feel attacked by my administration for not fitting their mold. My question is, do you think I should try a different path at the dismay of my family or stick it out and try loving it again with all the love? Tease me five. What's your name? T is me five. Tease me. T is me. T is me. Five. Listen to me, okay? I don't know what it's like to have a family that disapproves of me because they were always, like, into comedy. Like, I've never, you know, I know what it's like to, like, do something. My mom's like, oh, Eliza, why did you do that? And then you're like, oh, I feel really bad. Oh. Um, that being said, you really have to do some soul searching. Like, what is it about teaching that you love? People, by the way, also change and I think we take our passions and we're like this is what I've always loved and then one day you open that bag of chips you're like I don't like these anymore Mm -hmm. taste buds change mental taste buds change I think you have to ask yourself what you really like. It might just be a different teaching job. I think middle school is the worst possible group of children to teach. Middle schoolers are little animals. Yeah I mean you're doing God's work. I do think if you know there's always another school but you might be just trading in uh it's like a, the devil you know kind of thing. So that yeah. school also have its own problems, you know. I don't know where you live. The school systems are good there. I do think if you are the kind of person, would you go to grad school? Uh, something. Went to really college, good school. graduate early. I mean, yeah. I graduate early too. It's not that hard. All right, I did too. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I think you owe it to yourself as a human that has vibrations and hopes and aspirations to actually ask yourself what you want. If what you love is... is just talking to people. Maybe it's not being a teacher. Like, what is it that you love about teaching? Mm -hmm. Can that be applied to another field? I think the idea of not doing something, I always try to find things to do that, like, scare me. Like, I'm doing this event at Madison Square Garden with all these huge comics, and I was like, ugh, what if I fuck up? TED Talk, what if I fuck up? It's like, yeah, but what if you don't? You probably won't. Yeah. You should be challenging yourself. You should never be complacent. I have one friend who's a nurse. She's always going for, like, more nurse credentials, more degrees, like, always pushing it. Maybe you want to become a different kind of teacher. If you're that smart, maybe you want like a specialized, I almost said specialized, you want like a specialized degree or something. Perhaps this job isn't, this specific kind of teaching isn't right for you. But you shouldn't let the shittiness of others like dampen your light. And if you're one of these brave souls that wants to be a teacher, maybe it's just a different school or a different program. Yeah. But I mean, you can't let them be the reason you're miserable. If the administration you don't feel supported by, there there must be another school. 
Yeah, or just take a break. You can take a break from teaching. You also just might not be in love with it anymore. I, I think it's I think people feel this way all the time about their environments, their relationships, their offices. And at your core, if this is what you want to do, then you owe it to yourself to explore other avenues and get mm-hmm. out of a toxic situation. Or you're just like a really bad teacher. Like this shouldn't have been what you did. I mean, it's 10 years in. I Woof. don't think so. 10 years in, you definitely deserve like a recalibration. Like there's that itch. Yeah. And maybe you're over it. Or maybe they've beaten you down so much that you've lost your will to do it and you need to like recalibrate, come back. Yeah. Tag yourself into the next uh, dodgeball game. Tag yourself <laughs> in. Take, dodgeball. Take some aggressions out Another great movie. Yeah. Basketball. Another great movie. Yes. Well, because Christine Taylor is so criminally underrated. I was thinking about that this morning. It's where you say that. She's phenomenal. Because I thought of her and then I was like, no, that's Christina Applegate. Because they both have that yes. like perfect Christian face. Yes. Yes, <laughs> like yes, The girl yes. next door. They're both also named after Christ. Christine and they can and both Christina. do like a very dark comedy and just smile through it. Yeah. You know what I was thinking of? How I always thought the epitome of beauty was like Pamela Anderson and or Kelly Bundy. Yes. <laughs> and I love Kelly Bundy's outfits. And I... Was at, I was getting my hair colored the other day, and I was like, how blonde can we go? She's like, this is all we can do. Like, yeah. I will never have that white blonde hair no. that I want because my hair will break off. But she had it. Yeah. Kelly Bundy is what you're working towards every day. <laughs> I loved her as a character because you couldn't do her now because she was just, like, slutty and dumb and gorgeous. and yeah. But, like, really comfortable in her skin. For sure. I love Kelly Bundy. I think Christina Applegate is so talented. She's great. So good. And sometimes people say we look alike, but like, no, we don't. All right. You get uh, T. Leone a lot too. So I do. I always think of you whenever I see her. All the blondes. <laughs> All the barn. Can't go blonder. Your hair will fall off. Yeah, you need the hair that you have to stay in your head. Baby Chick Fuzz. I'm DJ Baby Chick Fuzz. <laughs> Anonymous asks Anani Muse. You mentioned intermittent fasting on your last episode. I have a thought train of a tangential question oh, for shit, you. They were listening. I'm a 30-year-old white chick, so this problem is accordingly first world. Some context, I've been doing intermittent fasting and keto with the goal of body fat reduction, and I've basically turned my workouts into a tricep boot camp. It's been a steadfast month of this routine, long enough time for results in my opinion, yet in a strong wind, I could be the world's most depressing flying squirrel for all the jiggle of my flabby underarms. I know you can't spot train fat loss and genetic play roles does lose skin from weight loss, but still, your triceps are, like, amazing. How you get them guns, girl? Sure, I could Google best tricep workouts, get lots of suggestions, blah, blah, blah. Part of me thinks that with your specific fitness advice comes the power to unlock the triceps of 100 log-throwing, podcast-listening, long-haul truckers. Keep making... This person loves you. I wish... I had an answer for you. I think you're looking at my triceps because of confirmed kills. <laughs> because I think, like, a lot of the press photos have, like, my arm down. Yeah. I did a lot of upper body workouts for that, but I also got a little bit bigger. And in Elder Millennial, uh, I wore a long sleeve shirt, so you don't really see it. Mm-hmm. Genetics play a huge role. If you're telling me you're doing intermittent fasting and keto, I, I don't know. Because I also wonder, like, there are days where I'm like, wow, I was really healthy. And then I look back, I'm like, okay, I did have one cookie. Okay, I did have three gummy bears. Okay, I did eat a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes our memory is sort of rose-colored in terms of, like, how well we actually did. Uh, if you are—and re- also, like, are you working out every day? How long are these workouts? Yeah. A great way to build muscle, a great way to tone is low weight, high reps. A great way to build muscle is high weight. High reps, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's not that you're, uh, I think sometimes with weight loss and fat burning all stuff, it's not working harder, it's working smarter. 
you might want to talk to. There are a billion arm workouts you can do. And it's also like, are you doing 10 reps and then you're done? That's not going to do anything. You need to do like three to four reps of like 20 a piece, you know, like really get in there, maybe get some gloves. So that would be it. I didn't have, I mean, I do like arm dips and backward dips with like five pound weights, 10 pound weights, but it seems like you're doing all the right things. It also is a cumulative thing, you know. You might not see results in a month, but I don't know. You might want to talk to a trainer or nutritionist just to make sure that all of that effort isn't getting wasted. You yeah. also want to make sure that you're fasting the right way. Women don't fast as much as men, and you also probably shouldn't do it every day. Mm-hmm. So you should talk to somebody that really knows what they're talking about because I would right. hate to see you do all this and it's just not working. Yeah, my trainer told me back in the day that my neck muscles aren't hold- strong enough to hold up my head. <laughs> Look at you proving him wrong. <laughs> Look at you holding your head kind of high. <coughs> Emily has baby bird syndrome. Oh, hi, dog. All right, well, I don't have anything to contribute, so keep it up, Amanda. My trainer told me my neck wasn't doing its job. It wasn't, and that's why my posture is bad. All right, anonymous. Dear Ask Eliza, how did you and your husband navigate the decision of signing a prenup before getting married? My longtime partner and I plan on getting married fairly soon, but this topic of him wanting a prenup came up and it sent me into a tizzy. He is a first responder, so he is able to unionize and get a pension. My career, not so much. He assured me he loves me and respects me and doesn't foresee us having extreme marital problems resulting in divorce, but you can't predict the future. (laughs) And this just makes my worst case scenario thinking go into overdrive. No. Ugh. Any insight and advice, greatly appreciate That is, don't be the girl about this. Like, well, then you're just thinking we're going to get divorced. I said to my husband, I want a prenup. He was like, absolutely. What do you want me to sign? It makes sense. It's there to protect you. And you, here's the thing. It's expensive because you, and it's unromantic. And I remember we did this before a marriage and I was like, this sucks. Like, who wants to get married now? Because you each have to retain a separate lawyer and they have to negotiate. Even a boilerplate agreement. And each lawyer is fighting for, you know. For, for you and what's in your best interest. Now, keep in mind, when you have children, depending on the court or whatever, like, all bets are off the table. Like, our prenup has nothing to do with kids. If we have kids, we kind of have to renegotiate the whole thing. Thank you. So you're doing this. It's just the two of you. Think of it more like insurance. And remember, it's not there just to take care of him. Your lawyer will cut out a deal. Sometimes when women marry, like, multi-billionaires, it's like, you get X amount of dollars after X amount of years or X amount of months. There's all different ways to do it. He, You should appreciate that he is thoughtful and that he's being pragmatic about it. The prenup is there for both of you. Um, and it's also only over a certain amount of years. You know, if it's over 10 years, it can't just be like, bye bye And if you have kids, it's a whole other thing. So I would go down that road. It sucks because it's expensive. But I think it's necessary because what you don't want to happen is that you get divorced and if for some reason, let's say it was his fault, or let's say you move across the country for him, or you do anything for him, and I do feel that women in our society lose uh, value as we get older, and perhaps there is some compensation for that, whatever, but you don't want to be in a position where you gave and gave and gave, and then there's nothing at the end. Sometimes it happens if you're only married for a couple of years, but there are. You should talk to a lawyer about it. Get rid of the no romance thing. Get this out of the way, and then go back to being in love. Yeah, I think you this have to remember this isn't like an attack on you. At this all. is being smart. Like mm-hmm. if he didn't want one, he'd be dumb. Do you want to marry a dummy? And also, like, what if he changes jobs or something happens with him and it's and you get a job with a pension and then all of a sudden he you get a divorce, you cheat on him, whatever, and he's like, Well now I want I want some money. I want alimony. Whatever. Yeah. So talk to a lawyer. But he is not 
If he didn't want to marry you, he wouldn't. Right. And you're making it sound like you're, I think you're under the impression that like you get this divorce and you're just out in the cold. That's why you get the prenup. Yeah. So that you have insurance for yourself. You should want one as well. Makes sense. If Nobody doing... thinks they're going to get divorced when they get into it, but it happens all the time for unforeseeable circumstances. You want a kid. He doesn't want one. You can't have one. He doesn't like that. You fall in love with someone else. He gets maimed. You don't want to take care of him. You do want to take care of him. He falls in love with his nurse. You don't know. Marriage don't know. itself is a legal thing that you're doing. Like, you're signing a contract, so why not make it all, like, button it up? Button it up. You ready for Top of the Cob? Top of the Cob, hit it! It's the Top of the Cob, we're doing it right. Every day, you just take a bite, Top of the Cob. All right, my bottom of the Cob, again, stems from this juice place that we talked about in the last episode. (laughs) Okay, people aren't going to like this. Oh, I've got real chronic issues. Oh, I have anxiety. The CBD craze, any craze bothers me. I am not, I am a lone wolf. I can get on board with Cardi B, and that's about it. And the CBD craze, the amount, just everything, CBD shampoo, CBD chocolate, CBD, relax, not, you're like, that's why I'm taking CBD. I just think, like most things, it's over-diagnosed, over-prescribed, and I think people just need to chill. Like, you're not in that much pain, and if you are, and this is a holistic alternative, then that's great. But it is so abundant, and it just kind of grosses me out, all the products it's in. If I eat one piece, like, am I going to feel that? I smoked a CBD pen before, allegedly. Well, because there's CBD and then there's THC. Right. I understand that. Okay. All right. And it's like, how much do you have to feel? I think a little bit of it's bullshit. And I just get kind of grossed out. It's up there with vaping. Like, chill the fuck out. People that vape are, like, huffing like dragons. Just smoke coming out. I'm like, you were never smoking this many cigarettes or weed. People just see things. They're like, oh, a thing for me to have is my identity. A thing for me to unwind. Ah! It just kind of grosses me out. Mm Mm-hmm. And every store is like CBD, sexual CBD, CBD oil, CBD enemas, CBD colonic, CBD teleportation. Just not everything needs to be a relaxing experience. It just bothers me that it's so ubiquitous. Okay, your turn. My bottom of the cup is now— Wait, don't... I can't wait, by the way, to chime in with some information like you just— Well, CBD and THC are different. <laughs> I can't wait to be like, well, fried chicken and— I'm just want to make sure— sauteed. I know that you know, but I'm heading off people commenting. They're different. I know, and you know, and I'm Fine. saving us the comments. You're still going to comment. Okay, my bottom of the cup, this is not a reflection on you, Eliza— but Sunday night sucks when you're like, I gotta go to work tomorrow. What? You know what I mean? And that does nothing to do with my job. It just time. has to do with a- any job ever. And you like, even Sunday, like you wake up because you wake up Saturday and you're like, ah, oh, I slept late. Yeah. What a day. Saturday night, you do whatever you want. And Sunday, you're like, oh, I gotta get like stuff done now. I have to go back to work tomorrow. Like it's all over. The fun train's stopped in the station. I changed mine. My bottom of the cob is having to see your employee on a Monday. You're like, oh, someone's going to be at my house. A fair. I honestly no, would not want here. someone to come to my house every day. Like, I always think about that when I just, like, roll up and put my key in and I'm like, hello. Uh, do you know that, like, I was looking at a house that has, like, a whole separate quarter for you? I'm very scared about you moving too far and it's I'll got have a to stable. quit. It's got a little hamster feeder. Um... I don't disagree. It's that, you know what it is? It's not so much that you fear your boss because you love me and you love your job. Correct. It's knowing that the party really, truly has stopped. Like, there's no excitement. No one's out on a Sunday night. Tomorrow, the rat race begins again. The traffic, the expectation, the deadlines. 
having less to do with your job. Because I feel that way too. I'm like, oh well, there goes all my fun. Yeah. You're right. It is the fun train. The world wants on a Monday morning. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole of yeah. Sunday. Because like even Friday night, you get off work and you're like, the weekend is mine. I like a cushion. I like a yeah. padding of like a, a Friday night because you had or like a Saturday, because you saw the Sunday, you saw the Friday. Right. Good late like a uh, holiday weekend. Yeah. All right. Top. All right. And my top of the cob is uh, an all-black look. You love it. I love – black is always chic. You can just pair black on black, black skirt, black blouse, black pants, and you can go to any nice event. And at the very least, people will just assume you're busy and from New York. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to hide everything. It's a great way to make a statement like I'm complicated, I'm complex, I'm a little dark. And then you can brighten up with your personality like, oh, fine. But like I love wearing all black. I love it. You love it. I love being the all-black leader for a bunch of adorable girls. <laughs> Here she is. You're back. You're black knight. All my clothes are black. I cannot figure out what's where <laughs> or where my clothes are because it's all one black breathing mass in my closet. So that's my tab of the cab. What's your time of the cab? My tab of the cab is when I am finished with laundry. I hate laundry. I wait so long to do it. I, I bought that. new socks and underwear so that I could go longer without doing laundry. And then I was like, I can't live like this. And I did laundry and it sucked and I folded it and it sucked and then I was done. Cleaning is like that. When you're done, Ugh. you're like, oh, I feel so fresh. What a relief. Would you ever say the fresh, the, the phrase, so fresh, so fine? So fine. I've heard so fresh, so clean. You've never heard like, yeah, there's that song that's like, you look good, so fresh, so fine. Oh, maybe. So fresh and so fine. No, I'm not saying that on the about, daily. Have you ever said that as like about a girl? I don't think I've ever heard that before. Like no. when you met your fiance, you were like, ooh, so fresh, so fine. <laughs> so fresh and so fine. And just like that, we have the name of the episode. All right. That's how it happens, people. That's the magic. See you guys later. Keep it fresh. Keep it fine. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.